All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The first selection of the National Hockey League Draft belongs to... The Daily Faceoff Podcast comes to you courtesy of the Nation Network. The first overall pick in the 2015 NHL Draft. Gretzky had it, lost it, Eisenman picks it up. Eisenman holding, blue line, champ, stop! Stop! And it's 9 o'clock on a Saturday night as they're lining up for a dinner trail. Way to go, gang. And the zone, Sikora kicks it out, got it back near side of Korea. Daily Face Off. The Daily Face Off. The Daily Face Off podcast with your host, Brock Sagan. Holy shit, boys! Woo! We, we made, made it! it. <laughs> Episode 100 of the DFO podcast. I'm your host, Brock Sagan. As always, for the 100th time, we got Dylan D. Berthew and Michael B's Bonnie. How's it fucking going, boys? Probably like the 97th time. I was gonna say, I, I was like, a couple I was like, shows. my own personal, it's probably like my like 92nd, <laughs> but, and I left halfway through an episode once, around like 59. Yeah. I might be 99, but everyone's had Brock, so yeah. hats off to 100% you, of Brock, yeah, me and D have never taken it over, maybe it's because that's, we'll give people what they want, and then mm-hmm. Brock will get kicked off, mm-hmm. and then we don't want that. Because mm-hmm. then we'd have to edit it and do all the work. Oh yeah, yeah. we don't want that. I barely do any work at this point, we, we've just mastered it. It's basically down to a fucking science at this point. <laughs> Preach the choir. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> triple digit episodes better be. Like we promised a couple weeks ago, 100th episode is going to be lit. Just Liddy. We're going to be lit. <laughs> this is going to be great. Um, we are going to go through a shitload of, uh, of content here, though. Guzzle the pops in just, the background. Just because we're going to have a lot of fun on the show doesn't mean it's not going to be phenomenal like the previous 99 before it. Um, but yeah. 
Welcome to the GFO Podcast Season 4, Episode 16, but most importantly, 100 overall. Uh, we released our first episode back on October 3rd, 2015, <clears throat> and upon listening to the first one this morning, I cannot believe that we made it to 100 boys. Uh, <laughs> this podcast legitimately started, the very first words that were ever uttered was, I am sorry. It started on an apology it's because so our Canadian. first few... So Canadian. <laughs> so true. Our first podcast was a few days late because Dylan forgot to turn his mic on uh, during the first recording. My bad. Uh, then Dylan followed that up by selecting Michael Grabner as a sleeper. I was on as, fire that day. Yeah, I'm sure week. you guys have heard of this one before, but he selected Michael Grabner as a sleeper on the podcast very first piece of advice yeah. ever it's only the 15th time we're bringing it up so it actually doesn't look as bad because of the casually good years that he's had yeah but grabber last couple years but at the time at the time grabber went on like nine minutes a game that's healthy yeah a lot 18 points nine goals nine assists in 80 games that season somebody's got a score on the league so i remember the wasn't grabbing i remember the quote wasn't grabbing somebody's got a score we've overcome a rocky start could be happy to bring this to you guys every week we're at 100, many more to come. Yep. I, I kept listening to the show. This just goes to show how long we've been doing this. My sleepers were David Pasternak and Evgeny Kuznetsov. Couldn't wait to drop yeah. those. Weird who, flex, but... Who were... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were 16th round draft picks at that time. Pasternak wasn't even a good sleeper. He didn't have a very good year, but Kuznetsov was He was if you, if you keepered him. Yeah. But that was uh, that just goes to show how long we've been doing this show. David Pasternak was a 16th round pick, and Grabner was still in consideration. Yeah. Still in Toronto. Most it's crazy board. that like 2015 wasn't even that long ago. Like we're talking about it, like, like it, it feels like it. Like when you say Pasternak not having a good year, I'm like, damn, I can't think the last time. It's just crazy to think like we were talking about Grabner being a guy on the Leafs that like should score goals because there was nobody else there to yeah. score goals. Yeah. And now, fast forward three years, lots happens. Since yeah, then. all they do is score. Dominant. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but on the real, thanks to the listeners, because uh, yeah. if our numbers weren't so strong and steady and consistent week after week there'd be no reason for us to keep on doing this 100 episodes later so uh thanks guys we yeah, appreciate it the real mvps yeah absolutely we've had a consistent number of people and we, we that that show up every week and even the ones who, who you know show up whenever it's it's great to have you guys we always appreciate the interactions that's always cool i know uh i know even personally like we go to little family events and we're like yeah people people contact us about hockey stuff on twitter for me it's a little different i i, I haven't been behind the scenes like brock um but it's really it's it's cool. So thank you guys. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna bang out a lot more. So when we're at our thousandth episode, <laughs> we're gonna legit just have we're a look back. Listener party if we have get all to our have all our grandkids on the mic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here we got our, little my son will be running daily face off yeah. our thousandth episode. Brock yeah. Junior. Brock Junior. I don't have two. a son yet. Brock Junior. Three. <laughs> Brock Junior. They're all just Brock. Yeah. 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 Bj three. Bj three. <laughs> We went about 94 episodes with ever talking about the stars of the week, but the DFO stars of the week's been rocking steady uh, this season, so we're going to continue that, and we're going to kick off episode 100 uh, with Beebs. Who's your star of the week? You know what? Actually, let's go to D, oh. since we kind of just Dangled. flex on a little bit with his terrible pick, and I remember that's exactly why we went to him in the first episode, so we're going to do it again here. I think he's going to have a better <laughs> just choice. set him up to fail. Better choice this time around. Start with D. What do you got? I went on, you know, the safe side here. Played a little conservative. <laughs> Connor McDavid. Oh, you know. <laughs> Six points in three games isn't anything out of the ordinary for McDavid, but he was dynamite over the weekend when it mattered most. Picked up a goal and three assists in Friday. 7-2 win over the Wild and scored the lone goal against the Flames on Sunday uh, and a one nothing win for the Oilers. No power play points, uh, but two game winners for the kid. Definitely swung some matchups over the weekend, so McDavid gets the nod for me, uh, especially because Beavs took my first picks. Yup, I did. Um, and this one was quite obvious, especially after he 
secured some weeks against people like myself. Elias Pettersson out in Vancouver. Two game-winning goals this week. A casual five-point performance yesterday. Super casual. Uh, a very exciting game. Single-handedly was one of the most clutch players um, all last week. In one, one of the more clutch weeks we've seen. As I mentioned, two game-winning goals pretty much secured that category if someone has that. Um, eight points on the week led all players. And uh, he's, he's made a nice match with Brock Besser. Um, who put up his, uh, his was it his first career hat? No, it's probably his third career hat trick. I don't know. He's got a bunch. Of, anyways, Brock Besser, absolute ridiculous shot. And now he's playing alongside Pedersen. Hattrick came. Pretty nice. Plus six as well. And this was all across three games. So um, I chirped him last week when I talked about Brady to Chuck. I said, said he, he had the better numbers, which he did over a point per game. But now, Elias Pedersen's jumped back up there. And Chuck hasn't put up a point since I chirped him. So that'll happen. <laughs> I actually just traded Pedersen, but it was in like a league where um, it's like a weekly league. So like I, I couldn't even play him. Like I had to play McKinnon and Stamkos in point before I'd ever played Pedersen. Oh, so yeah, yeah. I traded him. On the, um, it was him and Petrie, and I got Wawrenski and uh, yeah. James Van Riems. Like, like I actually feel like in a, regular, got fleeced, but. In, in a regular league, I would have never made that trade. Like yeah, it wouldn't, no. have made, wouldn't have made sense for me at all, but I needed a defenseman, so I got if it makes sense for you in that regard. Yeah, like I was never going to play Pedersen and I'll yeah. play Rowenski every when week. When you're so. matching up against Buddy and he's playing Pedersen to your McKinnon, you're yes. like, yeah, I'm still going to beat you, Buddy. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not worried about it at all. And I needed Van Riemsdyk like, because uh, Ricard Raquel. So you got those expendable pieces for? Exactly. That's why you draft like 25 centers. Yeah. Uh, but the Brock star of the week, Dylan Larkin. I went a little homery on this one, but it's time to give credit where credit is due. Plus, it's the 100th episode, so I'm basically just throwing caution to the wind at this point. Uh, in three games last <laughs> week, Larkin recorded a point in every game, one goal, five assists, and also chipped in seven penalty minutes for leagues that reward you for that. Uh, interesting stat, though, there is uh, that Larkin uh, recorded the second most PIMs among players over 50% owned last week, so he helped you across the board if you're in one of those leagues. Yeah. Uh, the only guy to have more penalty minutes over 50% owned than Larkin last week was Dustin Bufflin, which is crazy that you can put those two in the same no, category in terms of PIMs. Uh, but thanks to Larkin, scrap, obviously. He only had seven PIMs, but... Five minutes on one Tilly. Uh, not something I want to see him doing very often. We already lost Anthony Mantha to a broken hand from getting his scraps. Not ideal. But uh, anyways, Larkin is having a tremendous year. Somehow uh, has the Red Wings right around the playoff cut line right now. And we're basically at Christmas. I don't know how that's even a thing it's right so now. ridiculous. They should not be up there. But we, we were just talking about it today. Like Time with the pens? In their last twenty uh, last twenty games, like the Red Wings are right on pace with the uh, with the Maple Leafs and the Avalanche. They're all uh, top seven teams over their last twenty. So good for all of us in that regard. <coughs> Matthews uh, missed fifteen of those games. I'm just, <coughs> I, they're in the top seven without Matthews. It's a great thing. It's a great thing. It's a great thing. But, yeah. So that is a Brock star <laughs> of the week. Dylan had McDavid. One people were waiting for. Beavis had Elias Pettersson. Uh, let's go back. I was looking at some of the old. The old episodes we did years ago and some of the segments we did, and one of them was called Over Under. Yep. Uh, so we're going to go back. I think it was episode seven. We did our first ever Over Under. <laughs> Let's go. And we have a catalog on all the episodes? I, no, not really. Um, but we haven't done it in forever. Yeah, so he just pulled that number out of his ass. No, no, seven was legit. But like, you can just click on iTunes and I write about what we talked about each show. Over under was a thing that I Wouldn't feel know. like we, we, know. we haven't done. Uh, see, you guys could never do a show by yourself. It's called Apple Music now, Brock. So same thing. Anyways, um, so yeah, know your we're, platform. What we're gonna do is we got uh, ten players with numbers that are somewhat achievable, uh, if not totally achievable, uh, in terms of points, goals, whatever it may be for certain players. Uh, we're gonna just talk about whether we think that that number is attainable for that given player, and 
give a couple quick reasons why. We'll move through it pretty quick. But uh, we'll start with Biebs on this one. Your boy Nathan McKinnon. Yeah, over, over under 110 points. Biebs. Easy over. Should have made it 120, Brock. He's on pace for 123 right now. Uh, stays healthy. Why the hell not? Is he not going to go over one? T- no, I'm just kidding. Um, but I do say over on this one. Everyone expects this line to slow down. This just in. It's been like 110 games. It's not slowing down. And uh, and yeah, so 110, totally doable. Rantanen's not going to assist every single one of his goals, though, because I just can't. But I'm going over. Lock it in. All right. B or D, sorry. I'm going to take the under. Uh, his shooting percentage and on-ice shooting percentage, both just a tad inflated right now. As Beebs mentioned, on pace for over 120 points right now. 123, uh, yeah. But would still need 65 in his remaining 50 games to reach 110. I'm just a little hesitant to commit to that total. I think he finishes in the triple digits somewhere between 100 and 110. I think it's going to be close. Uh, definitely has a chance if he continues to fire over four shots a game. On pace for 347 shots on goal. Woo! But like I said, I think he's going to finish just under. I'll take the under here. I'm going to agree with you on this one. D, I'm going under. 42 goals, 60 assists, 102 points. Yeah, I think triple digits, though. Triple yeah. digits. 102, nothing to scoff at. I respect sure. the respect, but... Great shot of the air, Ross. He's getting, one, he's getting 130. You mentioned Miko Randon previously. Not going to assist on every single one of McKinnon's goals, but he's still going to pick up a shitload of assists, but over under 70 assists. <laughs> I, these answers are so jokes because I definitely went over again. Uh, I put I expect 82 in 82 games, so we should have went over as 80. Brock, you're not showing enough love here. <laughs> no, um, I, I, it's so hard. 70 assists is so many, but um, I, we, uh, I do expect him to put up 100 points this year as well. Obviously, he's leading the league in points right now. 70 assists is only 30 goals on the other end to get to 100. I see it happening. I think this is less ridiculous to say over for than me saying McKinnon. So, yeah. Right and over. Yeah, I got the over. I, I just think he's gotten off such a big head start. I think he gets there. He only needs 34 assists in his yeah. next 52 games. Nothing. Uh, that's .65 assists per game, actually just below the .67 per game he had last season. So even when his 14 put out on a shooting percentage comes back down to earth, I think he should be fine to hit that total. Hard over here for me. I'm going over as well. Already halfway there. 63% of the season left. I mean, if you're already halfway there, the numbers just suggest that you can get there, even if you slow down a little bit. So I'm going over as well, all three of us, on the over, Miko Ranton and 70 Apples. Can I just say I really enjoyed those first two? Yeah. I I really like that. And and you know what? I'm sure... (laughs) That was nice. I'm sure D's going to like these next two. Dylan, back to you. Austin Matthews, over under 50 goals. You think... I'm going to go under... uh, I think he finishes between 40 and 50 50 goals, assuming he plays in all the least remaining 52 games, uh, which is obviously far from a guarantee, given his recent injury history. He'll need to score .65 goals per game, which would be a considerable jump from the .54 he averaged last season. He's shooting 29.1% right now, obviously bound to come down. But he is shooting more than ever in his career, 3.43 excuse me, shots per game. If you apply his career shooting percentage of 17.3 to, the, uh, to his expected shots over the next 52 games, it gives us 31 goals. Put him at 47 for the season, so I'll say under, but it's going to be close. I'm also going under, not to hate, but um, I actually had the same thing. I had him going... Obviously, 40 to 50 is a big window, but it's, I, I put him even 45 to 50 <clears> in mind. Um, one thing about that injury is his shoulder really scares me, and it was his, his other shoulder last year. That just It's very alarming. All it's going to take is one knock. Shoulders are very... Anyways, I'm not a doctor. But um, <laughs> even if he stays healthy, I don't expect him to hit that 50. I mean, the guy's absolute freak right now. So, like, with the shot like that, who knows? But, um, but I got the under on this one just a little bit. That shooting percentage has to come down, but I still believe he's going to shoot over 20% this year. 
Yeah, I got the under as well. I think he finishes close. I'm going to go 48 goals. That shooting percentage right now is just too high. Plus, um, there's not too many guys in the league that have just been injured as often as he has the last couple of years. I don't know for sure that he could stay healthy the rest of the year. I hope he does. Also, but, like, there was already a scare well. <laughs> a couple games in with Nicholas yeah. Cromwell being a dirty bastard the other day. So, yeah. Um, if they're playing well too, what's like? Why would the Leafs, you know, not give them a rest here? They're not yeah. not to take the Pittsburgh approach, but why not take the Pittsburgh <clears> approach? I mean, if you you know, yeah, last couple games of the season, yeah. if you're you yeah, I, I don't play. imagine not, we're going you know full yeah. Greg Popovich here and actually sitting guys. Maybe on like a back, just not even on a back to back. Maybe the last game of the season, yeah, last couple games. But you know, say it gets a little knocked, it gets bruised. Yeah, the one thing I was gonna say, you could definitely see him, especially if it looks like they're kind of stuck and wedged into that second spot of the Atlanta. Can't move up, can't move down. Uh, I think you definitely maybe see his ice time take a bit of a hit, especially with how deep the Leafs are. Austin yeah. comes into town, he just gets uh, sick. Yeah, but he's just too good. Like I, I don't know, man. It's definitely possible, especially if he oh, just ca- if he catches on another hot streak. Anyone who's good and scores another league. fifteen and fourteen games just puts him so far ahead of the curve that he could actually do oh, it. 100%. It's crazy that we're even talking about it, considering he's missed fifteen games already. Yeah, the idea or of whatever scoring a goal per game is absolutely nuts, and it's something. I'm like factoring the potential of him still missing a couple games here and there. I still think he gets to forty eight. Yeah. Um, William Nylander, D, back to you. 55 points over under. I think this is a pretty safe under here. Nylander, I think he's going to be closer to his 61-point pace from here on out. That's what he totaled in each of his last two seasons. Would have him finish with 39 points. Uh, I obviously think he has more upside than that. Uh, still, I think just 22. But I, I just can't see him going over a point per game down the stretch without being on that top power play unit. Obviously makes the second unit a lot stronger, but they're still going to see nowhere near the ice time as the unit that features Matthews, Marner, and Tavares. Uh, so big under here for me. I also have the under on this one. Um, we've seen the slow start. We talked about it last week, and it, it is something that has affected him. It's been a week, um, and it, who knows? It could last two, three more games. Might be next game he's back there, but yeah. still, like he was he very said, vocal about that even before yeah. he played his. And that's going to happen, you know. And, and, and just, but that itself, when you've already cut back as many games as you have, yeah. it really hurts. Just getting the fifty-five yeah. on pace for thirty-nine, as you said. Um, I do expect him to have a better year. On pace zero, really. Well, yeah, sorry. 39 for you last year's <laughs> stats. Yeah. I, had, I actually had that down and said that I expect progression. Um, but even if he does progress, I could see, you know, 50 points at the end of this year being a great year, not 55. Um, it's a nice number, though. I yeah, I just think it. it's going to take another four or five yeah. games before he really gets his feet exactly. underneath him. I love point. the team it's around gonna, It is going to just yeah. take, like, maybe a couple multi-point games. When he games, does, though, he's, he's going to pop off. He's, yeah. he's right back on pace, but... Don't get uh, us wrong, like... Like, hang on. He's yeah, I just don't great. think he's quite a point-per-game guy yet. He has to be there. Uh, I think if he was getting ice time in the run that, like, Marner was, he could definitely do it. Yeah. Uh, but there's, you, you know, can't give there's just not enough yeah, ice exactly. time. Yeah. And it's easy to not dole it out to the guy that missed the first two months of the season because he wanted more money. Just yeah. saying. Easy. Um, Max Domi, over under 80 points. Can't believe we're even talking about this. But, <clears throat> Beebs, we'll start with you again on this one. Um, yeah, Ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. When I was looking at his numbers for previous seasons, I was like, "Why are we even? Why are we even going here?" Uh, but yeah, I, I took the under on this. Don't get me wrong; he looks phenomenal. He's their number one option right now. This team is absolutely over, like playing out of what I feel they're capable of. Yeah, um, I don't think they're a playoff team, but they're in the playoffs right now. Um, he's been showing a tiny bit of regression as of late, but uh, still, um, he's just not a natural goal sh- scorer like he's shown to be. Yeah, Three just... years is a bigger sample size than 30 games. Um, love it. Don't get me wrong. Loving every second of it. Dad's Windsor alert. Great. Big fan. But he may end with 75 by the end of the year, and that's still going to be considered an absolutely phenomenal year for Max Domi, and that's where I think he's going to end. Um, 80, I just don't see it happening. If it does, I 
don't think he could do it again next year. But that's just me <laughs> predicting way too far ahead. What do you think, Dylan? Uh, I think he's under. I think he's one of the best sell-high candidates in the NHL right now. Oh, yeah, big time. Uh, his on shooting percentage slightly inflated at 12.0%. His personal shooting percentage, 20, 20.3%, excuse me, nearly double his career mark. Uh, very clear under to me. I think there's some obvious regression coming his way, but he'll still be you know, far more productive than any of us or anyone really gave him credit for in the preseason. So hats off to him for that, uh, but not a point-per-game player, at least not at this point. Yeah, a lot of fa- uh, Habs fans, I don't know, one of them must have got a hold of my tweet from when the first trade ha- the trade first happened. It's been going around. Found Habs t- it. Habs Twitter a little bit, and I've been getting, uh, they've been coming after me. The, old and the, hot, the cold take. Yeah, and we're free to give it back in 10 games. Yeah. Well, I was just, that's where I said, I'm like, man, you guys are awfully happy for barely being in the playoffs right now. Like, you guys, uh, as they should be. I mean, they should be, yeah. <laughs> to be like, fair. But, like, I mean, the Red Wings are right there, too, and I know that's not a real deal. And yeah. Well, I, I, you're not French. Habs are kind of legit. Habs are kind of Oh, they're much more legit than the Red Wings. But yeah, it's just like, they're like, everyone, they're all like dying laughing. Like, they forgot they traded. P.K. Subban and all the boys. Oh, God about that. They do look very exciting this year. I'll give them that. Like, it's easy to forget if about anything, it's a way when more Shea Weber game. gets five points in his first six games. Yeah, Shea, Shea, Shea Weber looks great right now. How about that? Oh, but I went under as well. Uh, just like you said, shooting percentage, honest shooting percentage. They both have to come down at some point. Um, it's just funny because none of us really saw this coming, but my favorite part about this whole segment is that you guys keep going first. And I basically don't have to say anything. Like, I'm just chilling. You guys just, say all the things yeah. I need to say, and I get to just Covering do all the bases right now. for you. Okay, um, another one that Easy nobody already. really saw coming. Uh, I will say that me and D did move him up quite a bit in our draft rankings after the Eric Carlson trade. We did give him a pretty lofty projection, probably more than uh, most sites out there what Was did. that like 45? <laughs> yeah, I think it was 47. <laughs> yeah. Um, with, double digit pretty good. Goal, with double digit goals, though. Like, yeah. nobody else saw anything close to what's happening right now. But Thomas Shabbat is who we're talking about. 70 points over under. Beebs, we'll start with you. Under, which was really hard to say with just how ridiculous his beginning start has been. But we've seen him um, start to take some huge hits in the minus uh, category, which, I mean, obviously isn't going to affect his scoring. But if the puck's in their end a lot more than it is the offensive zone that's going to start to hurt his stats, this is definitely a team, as we talk about maybe the Red Wings in Montreal overperforming. No one's been overperforming more than Ottawa, and that's just because they're not in last place. So, <laughs> like, and I want them to be there with uh, that pick. But uh, the minutes are absolutely there for Chabot. He's getting 28 a night right now, which is pretty ridiculous in the last couple. Um, I just expect it's all they know how to do with their cups. Exactly, they're like, yep, <laughs> play him half the game. Yep, let's just bury him in the ground. But yeah, this is someone who's gonna start to get tired. He hasn't played a full 82 game season at more than I don't. He definitely wasn't close to 25 last year. Um, and he didn't even play the full season last year. So for me, I just you know seventy point season again. All these guys phenomenal. This is a sell high candidate for me. We've talked about it. Yeah, people are talking about him as the best defenseman in the league right now in fantasy hockey, and that's just not what he is. But uh, he's just outside the top five for me. And seventy points great, but under. Yeah, I'll say under. I think the thirteen point nine on a shooting percentage is going to fall a long way. That whole team has just been shooting at way too good of a clip. It's going to come back down to earth. Uh, and even though his nine and a half shooting percentage nearly identical to what he shot last year, and you know it's a little bit of sample size, as Beebs pointed out, I just have a real hard time believing uh, he can shoot nine and a half percent from the back end, uh, especially considering how he's up to shot volume. Uh, it was kind of plausible to you know see how it could happen on taking just ninety shots, uh, but when you know looking at when he's on pace for I think over two hundred shots or close to it, uh, really it'd be pretty insane, like William Carlson levels of insanity if he can shoot ten percent for the back end with that many shots. Uh, so I, overall, I just think he finished close to 60 points. 
obviously great player. Uh, like Point said, Rock better than uh, you know what we thought, even though we might have been a tad higher than uh, most people. No one saw this one coming. Uh, I do think he slows down though, and like said, he's one of the better sell high candidates right now. Yeah, I'm going under as well. I can't believe how much we're agreeing on all these. Uh, the, the crazy thing is that like the Senators are scoring a ton, so like you almost want to say the over, but the the under is just like nowhere. I mean, like the Sens are nowhere near the team, like analytically that they appear to be in nah. terms of the goals for category. I mean, they they're bottom three team in terms of scoring chances four per sixty. They're the worst Corsi four team in, in the entire NHL. Uh, I just there's no way that any of this is really sustainable. They and also I, just Shabbat's going to be the guy that takes the Ryan on the yes, front end. Exactly, too. I forgot to mention that. Sorry. It's going to uh, they're going to take Shabbat's going to take a hit, but I still think this is a guy. If we were talking sixty points, I probably would have taken the over. But seventy is just a little bit too lofty. <laughs> Although a lot, he's yeah. on pace for over eighty, so. You never know. With that start, it was tough to say, you know, yeah. under. Uh, you talked about this guy's line mate as your star of the week. Brock Besser just returned, got put on a line with Elias Pedersen. Uh, right now, Besser's had a pretty good start to the season. A little bit banged up, much like he was last year as well. But over under right now, Brock Besser, 30 goals. D, we'll go right back to you. Uh, he's on pace to take 167 more shots this season. You apply his career shooting percentage of 50.8%. Gives us an expected goal total of 26 from here on out. Uh, making a full season total of 35. So by my math, he clears it easily over for me. I got the over as well. We saw him put up a hat trick yesterday with Elias Pettersson. That line is new. I don't know why it wasn't there to start the year. Now that it is, though, he's going to tear it up. Yeah. Well, Besser kind of got hurt before Pettersson even exactly, really started. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and Besser is the best scoring option in Vancouver. So, oh, yeah. yeah. I, uh, Great I, spot for him to be. I highly expect him to pass that 30. Um, I think the bar should have been 35, Brock. <laughs> yeah, that would have been tougher. I applied the exact same math as you did, nice. D, on pace for 35. But big question for Besser is about staying healthy. I say he does because he's got a great first name. 35 goals for Besser. Great flow, too. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, phenomenal style. I will go with the over on 30 goals. Jose Kopitar. Brutal name. Heating up a little bit recently. 60 points over under Beeps. Um, over for me, and this is just me showing some Kopitar love where it is deserved. Sample size was way too big. Um, he is only... Twice in his 13-year career, been below 60 points, and one of those years was a lockout. Um, he's on pace for 50 on the year as a whole, but as we know, you pretty much can't start worse than the Kings started this year. And uh, and Kopitar is he he usually has a big second Under. half compared to uh, compared to his first. Um, again, having a terrible start on pace for 50, all it's going to take is a hot week, and he can be over that 60. This guy's too good. Number one option. I love Kopitar. Let's not forget about his MVP season last year. I'm going to go second here because uh, I remember last year you guys really laughing at me about Dustin Brown as a pickup at one he point. He looks, oh, he's such a good pickup right now. Dustin Brown, since he's been back, Kopitar has 15 points in 20 games. Yeah. I still think because of the slow start, it will be close, but Kopitar gets over 60 points. For some reason, Brown is helping a lot in this two years in a row. I think I might have went close to 60 anyway, just without Brown because Brown's not that good. But for a lot of chemistry reason, there. There is a ton of chem. And uh, Alex Iafalo is still just doing absolutely fucking nothing on the other way for whatever. He's just <laughs> not good at hockey. Uh, so anyways, I'm going over on Kopitar, but D, what do you think? Uh, I think he finishes strong, but I think the slow start is going to be a little too much. I imagine he finishes right around 55. Hasn't to go over 60. I'll take under. Uh, right back to you on this one, D. Matt Barzell, 70 points. He's on pace for 64 points despite a terrible 5.9 on a shooting percentage. Brutal. Once that corrects itself, uh, he should have no problem getting over 70 points again this year. I said a few weeks ago, but he remains one of the better buy-low targets right now. 
Yeah, with three goals right now, that's bound to change. He had 84 points last year in his rookie season, and he's, the spots have only gotten better. Um, people mentioned John Tavares was leaving, but that just meant more opportunities for Barzell. 70 points, absolutely doable. I think they're starting to find the right matchups in New York, and that team actually looks pretty decent. Yeah. Yeah, um, I feel like you guys are just reading off my paper right now. I went over as well. Can't believe how much we agreed on this. I wish. Bullshit. It would save me so much prep time. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have like half a sentence written about everybody. But low shooting percentage and I have shooting percentage. Both should bounce back. I go over, uh, like you said, on pace for 65 even, despite everything that's kind of happened around him. Uh, and the one thing that's really going well in his favor is he finally got moved back to the top power play unit. Why? The fuck you would ever have Barzell not in your top power play? You need so stupid. Baffling. It's got to be a message. Figure right? out, Barry. Yeah, we're sending a message. I don't know. He also played Tom Kunak on his wing. Yeah. Like, that yeah, was yeah, a good a idea. Alert. That's why everyone knows Winslow. Even Tom Kunak was like, I should not be on this wing. Yeah. He just got hurt. He's like, okay, <laughs> put Bailey back up. This is ridiculous. Yeah. I was like, I'm on the, I'm, I'm on yeah. an Drops NHL Bolivia team. or drops oh. Bailey down too. At least yeah. Bovillier up there. Uh, let's go with the very last one here, guy. We've been touting for for the weeks. Uh, Max Pacioretty finally getting hot. Now, all of a sudden, we can talk about him getting over 30 goals, but are you going with it? Gotta show love where love is probably not due. Uh, <laughs> 10 goals on 72 shots this year for Max Pacioretty. So far, um, slow start as we talked about. Everyone was getting ready to drop this guy. He's a natural 30-goal scorer. He, like, has to do it. Didn't do it last year, so he's fiending this year. <laughs> he only needs 20 more. He has Vegas's. Best goal scoring option, in my opinion. Um, I know that a lot of people would say Carlson. A lot of people would also say March. So, but um, as far as pure goal scorers go, I really do like Patch I just don't think they ha- knew what they were doing with him at first. It seems like he's fitting just, in now. He just got so lucky. And he's playing with Alex Tuck, the beast, right now. The boy, They're just crushing. Um, I like him getting over thirty. It doesn't mean he's going to be having a great year. I mean, he's going to do Patch Ready fifty, sixty points. But I mean, that's good. I like that on my fantasy team, and I like over thirty. Maybe I'm just being a little bit you optimistic. Know, yeah, because I ride him so hard. We I, all do. Yeah. I mean, do you anything? <laughs> I'm going to say under, actually. Uh, his shot totals dropped a bit underwhelming this season. You know, I'm sure a lot of that has to do uh, with Cody Eakin being his center for the most of the season. Uh, Paul Stastny, Eric Hall going out, obviously hasn't all helped right, his goal totals at all. Uh, but also has a lot to do Paul might drop. be back tomorrow. Who? Paula? Paul Stastny. Oh, Paul Stastny. I thought you said Hall. I'm so confused. Paula! I was like, why are you talking about Paula? Like, Paula, Paula Stastny! Paula Abdul has. Uh, so that would be nice, but I do think that, you know, the dip in shots has a lot to do with the uh, drop in ice time. Uh, I think he's down below 17 minutes this season on Vegas. Firmly rooted on the second line. Not going to change anytime soon uh, with how concrete that top line is. If he gets more opportunity to shoot, he could get there. But by my math, I've got him projected to finish with 25 goals, so I'll stay under. Yeah, too slow of a start, not shooting enough. 25 to 28 seems doable, but not 30. Yeah, um, it's going to get hot. Yeah. That's over under. You might. Paul's back, apparently. Paul's back. 100th episode, though, we're going to introduce a new segment uh, called Who Am I? Kind of more just for us, a little bit fun. Uh, you guys feel free to play along at home. Uh, what's going to happen here is I'm going to – I got clues about a player – um, and the boys got to try to figure out who I'm talking about. Uh, the way this game's going to work is they can lock their answer in at any time, but once the answer's locked in, they can't go back and change it. We're writing uh, it down, by the way. Who, yeah, whoever has locked in their answer the fastest uh, wins, but if it takes one of these guys till clue number 14 to get it, then we're going all the way to clue 14. So, How many guys are doing? Just send them my paper. Just one guy. Just one player, 14 just, clues. Just one guy? 14 clues, okay. but one guy. What? You okay. got to figure out who the one player I'm talking about is. When you lock it in, write it down, let me know. Okay. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. 
cue up the NHL 94 music. <laughs> Alright. If you get it on this one, I'll be mind blown. Okay. I am averaging over 22 minutes and 30 seconds per game. Alright. All, right. all over this. Clue number two. I was drafted number 54 overall in 2002. Clue number three. I have spent over 50% of my 5v5 ice time with a rookie as my defense partner. Ooh. That's interesting. Ooh, I got it. I think I got it too. I got it. I think I got it too. I have had a Corsi 4 percentage over 50% in each of my 14 seasons. I'm locking in. Locking in. Wow. I don't think I got it off that last one, but I'm locking in. Who you got? Do you want me to keep going? No. Go. Yeah, yeah, well, keep going. We both locked in. Okay. We you both guys can change in. it once if you want to. Yeah. I'm surprised you guys got it. Because we both locked in, give us our chance, and either way you're going to say them. If you guys want to change it. Yeah, because we might... We'll keep going just for the people at home. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Surprised you guys got that. Thing. I'm pretty sure I got it. Do yeah. We'll do our first answer and then. Clue number five. Okay. I have missed exactly as many games as I have scored goals this season. Oh god. Okay. Okay. Clue number six. Since the start of last season, I have the least goals of any player in the NHL with at least 200 shots. Oh shit! Now you're really fucking with me. Clue oh, no- clue number seven. 200 shots over the two seasons. Clue number seven. I have something in common with Ricky Bobby. The fuck does that mean? The fuck is that? Clue number eight. Is it Will Ferrell? I am a four-time All-Star, appearing last in 2017. Okay, that makes me feel better. Fuck. I'm out. Clue number nine. <laughs> I am a two-time Norris Trophy winner. That's nope. I'm wrong. Oh. Clue number 10. I am a two-time Olympic gold medalist. Got it. Lock me in. My first one is so far off. It's hilarious. Clue number 11. I am a three-time Stanley Cup champion. Okay, I got it. Got it. Clue number 12. In 2009, I signed a 13-year, $72 million extension. Got it. Oh, now I think I don't got it. Wait. Oh, I got it. You yeah. don't got it either. Yeah. No? I don't got it? Oh, is it his, is it his partner? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's Seabrook. Oh, it seems. Clue number 13. It's Seabrook. <laughs> it seems. Yeah, I In 2008. Yeah, I thought the same thing. You I have was... Ron Hainsey as your first? <laughs> Clue number 13. Dude, things were lining up. Yeah. <laughs> In 2008, I was named alternate captain along with Patrick Sharp. Oh, and yeah, you got healthy in 2017. Clue number 14. My first name sounds similar to a famous Massachusetts donut shop. What donut shops, you know? What did you guys lock in as your answer? Brent Seabrook. Brent oh, wait, it's Duncan Seabrook. Keith? Yeah. Really? Oh, do you got it? Duncan Keith, boys. I had Keith, I had Keith <laughs> as my second. So I guess if I wasn't allowed to switch after that, I had it. So well, my first answer was Ron Hainsey. Mine was Keith Yandel, and I thought that was right until you dropped the Norris Trophy thing. And then, you guys are way off. Well, I got Keith. You guys locked it in a little too early. I got Keith after the uh, Olympic one. 
Ricky Bobby, man, he's got two first names. That's tough. Keith. Drew Doughty, though, um, was Doughty. my second one, and I thought I had it, but then Doughty was a draft in 02, though. Yeah, that. Oh, I didn't. I kept think. I kept that. wanting to go back to Doughty, but I had that written down. That he Number fifty-four overall in two thousand. Yeah. So I had yeah, Keith, but then I switched to Seabrook because oh, I thought Seabrook was the. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so the no shots thing made me think it was Keybrook or the the least amount of goals on whatever two hundred. Duncan shots. Keith, or maybe think it was Keith. Sorry, Duncan Keith. Oh, no. Has no goals this year, yeah. and we all talked about how Remember bad he last was year, last year. Last year, I paced him to get zero. Or since since the start of last season, I talked about dropping this guy last January, and I hope he hasn't been on your fantasy team since. He's got twelve apples so far this year, no goals. Duncan Sheesh. He <laughs> has oh, since the start of last season has shot 08 percent on like two hundred fifteen shots. Like Colt Breakle like numbers, crazy. Um, Did you guys enjoy Who Am I? Yeah. Yeah, I loved it because it really made me feel dumb. Um, but <laughs> last year, I actually predicted Duncan Keith's. Remember, we did our super hot takes. My yeah. hot take was Duncan Keith will be the first zero. player to get 250 shots and score get zero goals. So, thanks for just being terrible at putting that biscuit in the net there, Duncan. I hope you guys uh, at home figured it out quicker than these two did. Yeah. I'm sure there's a I'm sure there's a Blackhawks fan listening. We're gonna get that was like number, so hard. number 54, Ooh. 2002. Yeah, <laughs> Keith, knew it right away. He was shit. Anyways, I, I knew right away was a D man because you said over 22 minutes. Yeah. So I like like D man yeah. question mark and then you're like second round pick. I was like for sure a D man. Yeah. There's so many good. D-man and then, that and then he round played picks. over five, 50 percent of his ice time. Yeah. With a rookie defenseman. Who did you think after that point? Because you guys both thought you had it. I or thought Dermot counted as that. I thought That's what I thought Hainsey because. Huh? As a rookie, Dermot's still considered a rookie 50, this year. 50% of ice time this year? But they're yeah. not even playing. Oh, I misunderstood that stat. <laughs> I think that all the time. I was like, wow, that's an amazing stat. Yeah, this year. Yeah. This year. I'm not, I didn't try that hard. I yeah. just shit the bed totally, so I'm not even going to adjust Well, that. I hope you guys enjoyed the first half of the 100th episode of the DFO podcast. When we get back, we're going to talk about the NHL playoff picture, uh, mostly what we think is going to change from now until the end of the season. And then we're going to bring back a fan favorite, legit or not legit, to wrap up episode 100. Enjoy the Blue Stones for the 100th time. We'll see you back here in 60 seconds. Baby, be my fire. Baby, be my flame. Baby, be the softly burning embers through December into June. To episode 100 of the Daily Face Podcast. Uh, this is 100 episodes going strong with the Blue Stones by our side. So, as always, we hope you enjoy those sweet, sweet licks from the Blue Stones. Can we just talk about Beebs' tarp right now? Like, what did he put that on? <laughs> you didn't see that? <laughs> What's wrong with the most ridiculous you know, San Francisco 49ers sweater? Like, it's a pullover? Yeah. A little pop collar? Back in the day, quarter zip, this yeah. big store. Questionable color. Everyone wanted it's a salmon, I think. Called, 
I think it was campus crew clothes. We had yeah. a friend yeah. who worked there, and he would just slip stuff out the back. And you just had to get an ironing sweater? No, he's like, hey, man, pick any sweater you want. Come and pick it. Yeah, I got a leaf sweater. So <laughs> I was pl- no, see, I went a few days too late. So I go in, it's like Saints, which at the time weren't very cool, Niners and like the, the Finns, and I'm like, Phew. Give me the Niners, because they were good. They just, like, they had oh, Colin, Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> they made it to a Super Bowl the year before, and then just people started retiring because of, like, I don't know, first round draft picks because of uh, concussions and stuff. And yeah. now I'm just that guy with that random sweater. That's Warm as shit, Wasn't though. there, there was another company around here, too, that had, like, all the call. Oh, Stephen Berry's, that store. Stephen Berry's. Like, American company. In Ann Arbor. Yeah. That was all ripoff. They off sold Starberries. Yeah. They had everything. Stephon Marbury shoes. They are, like, 13 bucks. Yeah. I have a Starberry's on the grade school basketball court. Knock nice. I have a Starberry sweater. I that's worth, like, I remember your Starberry's from back then. I I remember I should get it in case. Big Starberries. And hang it up in the man cave. Just the Starberries. <laughs> Honestly, you get three pairs of Starberries for like 40 bucks yeah. and walk out of there. They're but probably collectible because no one bought them. They were so chunky and uncomfortable. Yeah, they were, they were gross. They look chunky and uncomfortable. If you guys remember Stephen Berries, hit us up. And, uh, no one remembers Stephen Berries. I think everybody... I had a sick Leatherman from there too. Like, it wasn't sick. It like broke in a day and no. it's a Leatherman so like it's supposed to be Something a coat. Knockoff clothing. Yeah. Probably why they went out of it. Five bucks. Super cheap though. You get like a Michigan sweater for five bucks. I know. Yeah. But anyways, let's go. Keep it going. Uh, Two minutes about Stephen. <laughs> second half. We're gonna do a little predictions now. We're gonna talk about what we expect to happen over the next half of the season as far as the playoff picture goes. Uh, we're gonna talk about where we think uh, the divisions are gonna stand uh, come the end of game eighty two. And we're gonna look at straight up who's gonna make the playoffs on either side of the conference. So Brock, we'll start with you. Um, let's start with the Metro. Let's go Eastern Conference. Who do you got topping off the Metro? One through three. Go ahead, bro. Uh, I really didn't change my, you know, one-third into the way season predictions much from what I did at the start of the season. But the one division I did change quite a bit was the Metro. I was pretty high in the Flyers at the start of the year. You know, as many listeners would know, I picked Provorov to be a long shot for yeah. the... I was hoping Axel wouldn't still be the coach by now, but here we are. Here we are. Here we are. And no goalie. Yeah, I mean, Carter Hart's getting hot in the minors. Stolarz is listening to the podcast. He actually... I hope he does. (laughs) (laughs) Stolarz has been great. Good on him if he does. But Carter Hart's coming. He has been good for what you expect. You think he's coming this year? Probably not, but he's playing great right now, and they need help. He's playing great everywhere. He's so freaking good. Well, he had a really rough start in the NHL. But anyways, so I have uh, Washington taking home first place in the Metro still. Uh, second place in the Metro, I still think the Penguins have a chance to get back up there. I think it's going to be close. I think, uh, for the most part, Washington runs away with this division. Uh, you know, about as much as you can run away with a division in 2019. Tough. Uh, in the NHL. But I, I like Washington Pittsburgh still. Uh, Columbus in there at, at number three. I think that come season's end, we're going to be talking about the Penguins and the Blue Jackets, you know, separated by two points or whatever, fighting for that home ice advantage in the first round between the two and I'd love to see those two go at it uh, again in the first round uh, and then I have Carolina in the Metro I still think they're a team that can somehow work their way back McElhaney's hurt now but he was playing well seems crazy to, to lean on McElhaney but I mean Mrazek, McElhaney, Darling somebody there's got to play some decent goaltending and the puck's just got to start going in I think you know we've talked about Svechnikov a bunch this year I think it's you know only a matter of time before 
he starts seeing a little more ice time. And we're talking about a team that dominates 5v5 every single night and has yeah. one of the best blue lines in the league. And I still think that they can get back into the, you know, into the conversation the post game with Colonel Curtis McElhaney at the helm. Curtle? Well, it doesn't have Curtle? to be McElhaney. You know, any one of the three on any, on any given night, I think that any one of the Curtle. three could play a decent game and you know win enough games. Between that, between that threesome that they got, they, I think that somebody in there can, can do enough uh, to get them back. They're just that much better than, you know... Without their gold, you know, they could make a move. You know, maybe they go and get a, a Jimmy Howard, who's not a huge upgrade, but I still think Better. Carolina, they're just, they're just, they, they keep doing it to us, and I just can't, I, I can't accept it. I just cannot I accept also how dumb my wild card. So, so, I'm pretty so to, to recap, you got Washington one, Pittsburgh two, Columbus three, and then Carolina getting in with wild, wild cards yes. one. And then in the Atlantic, I have Tampa Bay locking down the one seed, Toronto at number two. Uh, Boston, a pretty distant three. Uh, I think Tampa Bay and Toronto are uh, in a league of their own, but I still don't think it's ideal for the league. Sorry, I just he know. hates the Boston. No, I just know that Toronto-Boston is going to happen in the first round again, yeah. and it's just such a brutal matchup for the It's least. just a terrible match. It's, 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 it's a terrible, the worst thing And there honestly just looks like there's no getting away from it. No. Ever. Uh, you just can't they catch. Already, they've played so well, and they still have like six points to make you up just on the can't, You right just now. can't t- catch the Lightning. Like, the lightning even even when their number strong. one goalie, the best goalie so in the bad. league, gets hurt, Louis yeah. Dimitri comes in and just wins every game by allowing three goals. Um, and then I, I you know, I tripped him earlier. I, I originally had Florida in this spot in the preseason. They just can't seem to figure it out. Luongo can't seem to stay healthy. I probably still would have had him in here if Trocek wasn't hurt. They're just not the same team without Trocek. There, right or no? No, I have Montreal. I don't really believe in Buffalo. Um, yeah, I don't believe in Buffalo either. I got Montreal there. Too. I just I, the, the Sabres, uh, you know, they won that 10-game winning streak. I won like six of them in OT. Absolutely, yes. Either. And I had a great tweet the other day about the Sabres. And so after that, I can't really go uh, back. I, I said, uh, I said something. hello, regression, my old friend. We're a shitty fucking team again. And that's where Buffalo's at right now. Wow. So I, have, uh, I have Montreal Brought out the old getting swept in the first round. By either Washington or Tampa Bay. Tampa. <laughs> Doesn't matter who Tampa. Tampa. Well, who do you think? Who's going to finish first in the Eastern Conference? Tampa, right? Most. Yeah. Uh, Beeps. Let's start with the Metro. Who you got? One, two, three. Start with the Met. I got Washington one. As we talked about, pretty obvious there. Two, I got Columbus pushing ahead of, Clum- ahead of Pittsburgh strictly due to goaltending. I like Bob more than I like D's boy Casey. If he's still there. Um, <laughs> it is D's boy Casey yeah, at this that, point. That's sure. the only worry there with Columbus is, you know, the whole Bob contract stuff but he'll be fine um over i'm not gonna talk Hold about on, can we talk about uh tortorella rocking a sweater on the uh terrible uh, man uh, i hated it where i think he was suit. sick like i guess he's bro i, I guess, guess he was shit. sick yeah Put wear a parka though yeah, yeah. dude oh my god a parka would be so jealous. i'm not to be like the old man yelling at a cloud but like you're an nhl coach like, dude i just could good, i could not be any less into like the whole talk about suits and hockey right now it's yeah. pretty rampant I, everyone it's, just wants to talk about shit Dude, shit. It, I don't give a single. You're showing up for your million dollar job. Wear a suit. Yeah, if you want to. In the NFL, they got a guy who had, wears a cut off sleeve. Whether or not the camera's on you when you walk in. Honestly, if I was a player like that, I'd want to wear one anyway. So I'm walking in there yeah. and I'm like, look at me. I'm a fucking. NFL I would job like to player. say, as much as I don't want to talk about this, uh, minor league teams, like minor minor league teams, like oh, midget teams wearing no. suits is fucking stupid. Ridiculous. But I agree. Same page. Yeah. I feel like a lot of listeners in the states or wherever don't know this, but in Canada, like minor league hockey teams, I had to do it. We're talking about. 10, years. 12, 13, 14-year-olds show up to Dude, competitive hockey games wearing suits, and it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. It's just a lot of money. Just so Don Cherry can give him a thumbs up and say, get on him! 
Yeah, and honestly, like, most pretty, of the kids don't even yeah, fit in them because they're just, like, hand-me-downs, which was always me because my brothers were freaking huge. So you're rocking this massive suit in, you're just dragging on the ground. You don't even look that good. I can help believe that San Francisco sweater's not a hand It's actually pretty yeah, ridiculous. No, but, it's a, uh, sorry, hand-me to myself. Uh, on the Atlantic, because I'm not touching my wild cards yet. Um, yeah, Brock got a little heaven. Yeah, that was wild. Anyways, Tampa won. We talked about it. Those guys are sick. Destroyed Colorado 7-1 this week. I cried for seven straight goals. Um, number two, I got Toronto again. And three, I got Boston. Um, not going to touch any of that. The Atlantic is just like set in stone. It's, it's, it it Did, is. Uh, it's been set in stone for years. Yeah. I really, th- I don't think that like Tampa is like that much better than Toronto. No, I, I just, there, it's but... just hard to imagine them even now just making up five yeah. points. Uh, I don't know. There's no, not that it's hard to imagine, but there's no reason to expect it, I would say. Like, I, I agree. I don't even know who I would pick in that first round series if they had to play. Or like in they the, had to the play second the round, again? second round. No, if they played the second round, like if, if the Leafs got by, I think Tampa's a better Boston. matchup. Yeah. than uh, well, Boston. that's what I mean. Like yeah, I think I I, I'd pick Boston over Toronto and probably Toronto. Over As Tampa. the Boston's one of like the few competitive, like legitimate teams left that can still grind you down. Yeah, and just throw Boston the body around like no one else. Well, they, they, they just they just show what they can do to Toronto the other night. Yeah, it's ridiculous though. Boston could play like. Do you think Hyman should have got two games for that hit? I didn't really think so. Even cheered. It was pretty, pretty late. Yeah, the situation it was pretty, was pretty ridiculous. Right, but like I like I didn't know how Homer I was being, but like he could have buried him in the boards. He could have hit him high. He didn't do either of those things. The fact that Tom Wilson didn't get suspended and Hyman got suspended for yeah. two games. And Hyman's got no history. Exactly. I did not expect him to get suspension. Not that I thought it was a clean hit. Obviously, the penalty is warranted. But I just think I think they probably looked at it in a sense that the game was over at that point. It was clear, kind of just a target sort of thing. Yeah. Maybe he knew McAvoy was coming off injury. He probably should have known that. So I think it was an awesome hit, though. Pretty, as, yeah. If I could speak as a biased Leafs fan, I thought it was pretty awesome. Sorry, Bruins fans. As an outside watcher, yeah. that's all I'm saying. It was uh, pretty late, but like, I don't think it was any worse than some of the. Sp- no, yeah. his head don't get suspended. It was late, but like in the sense, it was clean in the sense that if he had the puck, it was clean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was. There was oh, nothing. Yeah. It was. I think it was just one yeah. second too late. They're like, it was like. I guess we're just not second. used to. It's just kind of a unique play. We're not used to seeing that kind of hit. Guys, second, but and in that sense, he's clearly taking a run at him. So if it's a second well, earlier, it's after though. Yeah. yeah. Second earlier, he gets no yeah. games. But the problem is, later, like Hyman and Hainsey have to be the guys to answer it's those calls, literally. right? Like, Hainsey asking Buddy to fight him was great. Just like giving cool. him the giving him the hands. The, the biggest dad fight of the scene. I loved it. Can we Ooh. talk about how the Red Wings are like almost certainly the NHL in tilts? Yeah, like, they just scrap every game. Yeah. They're unreal. Yeah, because they got like seven dusters yeah. on the squad. Yeah, but they're not even any of them are fighters. They're just all willing to go. Like Larkin, Larkin. Oh, I, I couldn't tell like, by the guy off. dropping his glove and punching <laughs> our forward in the face on yeah. the bench. That guy seemed like a fighter. To what me. the fuck? Plus the name on the back Sorry, of his jersey. Yeah. yeah. Bertuzzi. Anyways, my wild card one. Not suspended. Apple doesn't fall far from your dad's brother's tree. Nice. <laughs> How many people thought his dad was Todd, though, eh? Like, There's no reason not to be. All Twitter but... was just like, his dad is a fucking asshole, <laughs> so he must be a fucking asshole. As far as I'm concerned, there's no reason not to think everyone with the same last name is just related. Because it's just hilarious. Because everyone you go way bad, boys. No, not like that. Like, not random people, but like people in the NHL. Everyone does it. They're like, yeah, it's got to be his brother. It's like, they're different races. But <laughs> anyway, not those two, but it, it, it happened. Uh, so, wild card one. We got Buffalo. Why? Because, I don't know, I kind of believe it. Like, is that like somebody thinking that like Riley Smith and Jamel Smith are brothers? Is yep. that what we're talking That's about? <laughs> Is that the only one I can think of? Carter, Anson Carter, Anson and Jeff Carter, Carter, Jeff Carter. Couple, you know, played together. Don't they? make me pick. Did they? I don't know. Anson's probably 100. Yeah, I don't think they were even in the league at the same time. No, they time. might have been. Anson touched some. 
I'll look it up. Go continue with your Anson stage. played in LA, I think, but Speaking definitely not with Jeff Carter. Carter. Carolina's my number two in the wild card. Um, I thought I was being bold as hell by taking this, but apparently Brock has as big an ads as me on this. But no, um, Carolina is just, as you mentioned, their 5v5 numbers are just ridiculous. <laughs> they dominate teams all game. Did he touch? Anson Carter was there like eight years before Jeff Carter. That's what I'm saying, dude. There's no way. Come on. <laughs> Oh, when Anson Carter was in L.A., Jeff Carter's in Sioux St. Marie. Oh, we were talking L.A. I thought we meant the league together, in my defense. They did play They did play the NHL. Yeah, that's what I figured. Um, okay, anyways. Uh, yeah, so Carolina, it's my second one. Wait, didn't Anson have like 60 points one year with the Sedins? Yeah. Uh, not with the Sedins, no. What did he, he do? He had 55 with the Sedins. Okay. 33 goals. What was his best year otherwise? Career high, 28 goals, 32 assists, 60 points in Edmonton. Damn. Well, if you're listening, Anson. So, a 10th round pick. Happy 100. Tenth round pick in '92. Always good in shell. They had ten rounds back then. Yeah, they used to have a ton. It's crazy. Like baseball. Yeah, less teams, more. <laughs> not like baseball. Not like baseball. <laughs> fifty or whatever the hell. It's it like is. a 30, 30 month draft. Man, if there was fifty, we gotta pay in all puck, these guys ten k a year. <laughs> if there was fifty rounds in puck every year, we would be yeah. making the show. Like I, I would have been getting the call like last week. Just fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's get back on track here. No kidding. Uh. <laughs> I guess I'll draw mine. You're done, right, Pete? Could be. <laughs> Yo, did Jonas Hoagland play for the Leafs? He did, right? A long Why is Jonas Hoagland? Yeah, yeah. He, like, Sorry. I just was trying to look at other people that went right around Anson Carter, and Jonas Hoagland went two picks after Anson oh, Carter. Really? And I'm just like, that's the only name I remember. They that justified shit. that by playing him with Sundin for, like, an inordinate amount of time. It was ridiculous. He's terrible. Um, My name's Jonas. Now let's get back on time. On track. There you go. NHL standings, predictions. Metro, for me, I got Washington 1. Columbus 2, Pittsburgh 3. Uh, I think the gap's a little bit too much for Pittsburgh to make up. Uh, we'll see what happens there, but I definitely think Pittsburgh gets back into the playoff picture before too long. Atlantic, I got Tampa 1, Toronto 2, Boston 3. Uh, pretty similar to what you guys had. I think exactly what you guys had. I got Carolina getting the first wild card spot, and I got the Montreal Canadiens picking up the second wild card spot. Montreal just too good at 5v5, and Domi and Drew and look to finally be clicking uh, in their respective careers together. Uh, so that's something. Moving on to the Western Conference. Brock, we'll go back to you. Let's start with the Central Division. What do you got? One through three. Uh, the exact same as they had preseason. Uh, stayed the same. Nashville, what? Winnipeg, two. Colorado, three. Um, show love. The Avalanche will just continue to be carried by one line. Hell yeah. And that's good enough in the Central right now. It's uh, good enough when it's the best line in the league. Yeah. yeah. It's good. Yeah, well, exactly. And you know what? I mean, they've got yeah, a decent... Decent enough depth pieces. They've got good goaltending. I think the Central is just not that good. Like the, the Stars. I know the they can be so good with like good defense. Even, they don't even need a good second line. They just need a good second line center. They have pretty good. There's someone to carry I that think, second like, line. I still think that like Yost and those guys are bad. It might happen eventually. Third right now. He's he's playing well. Like not that line. No, no, no. He is. A lot of people are playing a lot better than people are thinking. Kale McCarr is going to come up one day. There will be a stud. And it just all works because that's what I mean. Like I'm talking about how good that team can be. Yeah, and um, then I think they're just—I think they're Hughes good. Yeah. coming along this year, maybe not. with the first overall pick from Ottawa. Ottawa's got to stop scoring. Uh, and then the Pacific—I won't jump to my wild cards early though. this time. Uh, Pacific, the Sharks—I still think have enough in the tank to to get to the first in the Pacific. Uh, they're by far the most talented team in that division. Uh, Calgary, as long as you know Riddick or Smith, one of them's playing well. Uh, their defense is good enough. That top line's crazy good. Uh, they're good enough to take second. Um, and then I got Vegas. Um, I got Vegas sneaking at three. They had a slow start. Uh, they're going to figure it out, though. They're coming along. Um, 
they're just so good at home ice. Flurry's so good. That top line's good. Patch Reddy's good. Stassi, they got the blue deep. lines and deep. blue lines deep. Yep. Uh, so I think Vegas, you know, they put the slow start behind, but they're gonna climb up there. Uh, not giving a whole lot of love to the Ducks, obviously, uh, with those as my top three, but I have the Ducks sneaking in as the second wild card team. Uh, fourth in the Pacific. I just think John Gibson's phenomenal. That blue line's great. Ryan Getzlav has just been lights out this it's year. Crazy good. It's been so he fantastic. And, uh, you know, the, the thing with the Ducks <laughs> is they just got a really nice pipeline. You know, and they picked up D D uh, Daniel Sprong there, too. Going to help them score some goals. I just, I like the Ducks. I think they're solid. They're solid enough to be a, a playoff team. Uh, and then I have Minnesota in the first wild card. Uh, they're just a good possession team. They got good goaltending, a great blue line. Matt Dumba looks borderline unstoppable right now. He's crazy. He's fantastic. Uh, ridiculous hits but then obviously, left, when, when we look at this, or when, yeah, you know, you guys obviously might have changed it up a little bit, but you look at Dallas, that's a team as I have on the outside looking in. It yeah. just seems that they're in the same spot every yeah. year. Uh, obviously, the Klingberg injury hurts a lot, but they're just, you know, like you said. Honestly, it, to me, they're the same team as Colorado. That's what I was just Slight, say. Slightly better blue line. Uh, goaltending not quite there this year anyway. First line not quite as good, and the depth might be even worse. Well, that's the thing, and you—I was just going to say the same thing. It's the same makeup. You, you anyway. hit the nail right on the head, and they're the same type of team. Way better on home ice, struggles on the road. I was having actually struggled on the road yeah, this year. They've been actually better on the road, which is crazy. But in, in comparison to last year, I, mean, I can't imagine skating with Nathan McKinnon in Denver. No, insane. Mile high, Nate. Yeah, be tough. horrifying. No, no one touches mile. But you're right. They're just slightly that, that line's just better than Dallas one, which is crazy because Dallas one's one of the best lines in the league. And like we're talking about how how Colorado one is miles ahead. Yeah. Um, unintended for mile. Nice, mile high. Go ahead. Cent Base. Central starting. Yep. Uh, me and Brock are exactly the same. I got Nashville one, Winnipeg two. Those teams are just so obvious. I want to give Colorado some love. I'm like, we can keep it up. Yeah. But no, Colorado's got to go. Winnipeg's just too deep. Exactly. Obviously, San Jose. Obviously, just too good. Uh, San and then I, I still think San Jose, on paper, uh, best team in the Western Conference. Yes, I agree. I also put San We'll Jose see if it all comes together. That's what I, I think they are. I think it's still so early. Yeah. Um, still only 13. Especially when they play Pavelski down the middle and you get Joe Thornton centering your third line. Thornton needs me on the third line. He can, yeah. His knees cannot take first line minutes. But uh, number two in the Pacific, I got Calgary. They're on fire right now. Mike Smith looks really good. Who the fuck thought that was going to happen? Um, not us, but David yeah. Riddick, also a sick backup option. So it's nice to have a nice one-two punch there. I, I think Riddick's actually running away with the yeah. job and probably will have it. Yeah, Smith just got that shutty the other night. Though. I know. I know. I've, it'll probably, if he ends up playing, you know, like old Mike Smith. Um, yeah. Not but old. It's a nice like, one-two, though. You know? I guess young Mike Smith. Uh, yeah, exactly. It could be more of a 1A, 1B. Uh, but it seems like Riddick... Probably has the hold on the job for the most part yeah. moving forward. It's a bad situation. They're solid well, enough together yeah. where they can just ride the hot hand. Yeah, and honestly, a guy Mike Smith's age is going to be a lot he's more effective in limited time off. for sure. Can, um, can I just go back for a second? You were talking about San Jose being the best team in the West, and on paper, I said, yeah, no, yeah, I, and I agree. I'm not disagreeing with it at all. But Nashville, though, when you look at when you I guess look, we're not looking at goaltending Nashville. When you look at, I'm just even looking at just the top, like the forward lines, the top nine. There's only three teams in the NHL that can do what San Jose is able to do, where you can move any one of those top nine up and down the lineup, mm -hmm. and all three lines can still roll. And that is San Jose, Toronto, Tampa. and Tampa Bay. Those three teams, like, it is insane. Like, working for daily faceoff and how often, like, the Leafs and Tampa barely even change their lines. But when they do, it's like, they don't skip a beat. They're yeah. just like, oh, this guy goes from the first to the third to the fourth and whatever, and nothing changes. Their lines continues to just dominate. And it's crazy. Like, those three teams up front 
like are so incredibly deep. I mean, the Jets are close, but yeah, their third is just not quite as good. Yeah. Like I mean, and, like, well, the like, centers just aren't as good. Like, like little, Lowry and Le- little and Lowry good. being your second and third line center, yeah, not good enough. It doesn't sure. like it doesn't when they, they when you're stacking up against us. Yeah, doesn't saying, exactly. Yeah. The, like, it doesn't stack up to having Joe Thornton as your third-line center. Exactly. You know, say, or having Nazem Kadri. Or even, like, Anthony, like Anthony Sorelli both, line. Yeah, we're big like, Anthony Sorelli guys. And then, when I think... Uh, I was going to say the best one-two in the league is Stamco's point down the middle. Uh, but Matthew Tavares, obviously, you can argue either yeah. way, I think. Pavelski and Couture have held their own, too, this yeah. year. Yeah. Really good. I think fall I just, just short of that conversation. I just really wanted to talk about that, those three lineups. It's just, like, they seem to just be so much better than everybody else yeah. up front. And it, it's just it's And crazy. then if you break it down from there, like, San Jose's clearly got the best back end out of those three it's teams. Just clo- it, right? The, the but then it's just, it's in that, like, you... National competes, but it's not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just meant between those three teams. Oh, okay. Uh, and then you look at in net, and that's just where the huge drop-off that the Sharks face. Uh... But I believe in Aaron Dale. I don't believe in Martin Jones, Martin but I, I believe Aaron Dale in limited time uh, can be good enough for that team. You don't need to be great uh, for that team to be successful. You just need to be good enough. They could get by with league average goaltending. The one thing, too, is we just talked about trade. in the preseason was Ryan McDonough. Ryan McDonough, how he was the they number one in New York, and then like how he's so criminally underrated now in Tampa. He's had a great year. And Tampa Bay has been doing all this without Anton Strawman too. Like Their defense will get stronger as yeah. well. The Leafs are the team that lack a little bit of the defensive department, but a little would, more I, star power up front, just a touch. Well, Riley's fantastic, yeah. but um, Anderson makes up for what San Jose does. Exactly, Anderson's phenomenal. Which but, is why, at the end of the day, I, I think Tampa. We gotta kind of give the nod to the best team yeah. to show. But I just, I, just, I, I wanted to interject because, like, I just, I can't believe how deep San Jose is and yeah. how often they rotate that lineup. It's crazy. So yeah. sorry, continue. Third in the Pacific. I got Anaheim, which is a little bit different than Brock. I got Anaheim just because they've managed to stay afloat with just a ridiculous amount of injuries this year. As you mentioned, Ryan Getzlaff is clearly healthy. Corey Perry's coming back sometime. Um, a couple guys on the back end are going to stay healthy. Hopefully, you know, Cam Fowler comes back in a couple months, I believe. Um, but yeah, he's yeah. already started to skate. Like, it's a fa- like he had facial surgery, yeah. right? So it's not like it's kind of like a pain management thing. Like just, just put a bubble on and yeah. And <laughs> as we've talked about, they have one of the best goalies in the NHL in these boy John Gibson. He's an absolute stud, um, playing like it. He's gonna win the best, man. Yeah, set it back in September. He's a beast. Should um, wild card. I got Vegas one um, and just outside Anaheim there. And then number two, I got Edmonton. I wanted to put Dallas in there. Um, I literally put maybe Dallas in brackets, Brock, but they're just not. They're just yeah. the same team every year. Like, there's yeah. barely not a playoff yeah. team. They're like the Baltimore Ravens of this. I know. And Sagan signed on for how many more years? About? 400. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, you know him. You're his cousin. Yeah, we talk about it at Christmas every year. D, what do you got? Uh, I got Nashville number one in the Central, Winnipeg two, Colorado three, the exact same as you guys. Colorado, I think, is a point ahead of Winnipeg right now. I imagine the Jets it's jump back in front. Uh, but I think they got those top three spots on lock. Uh, in the Pacific, I got San Jose 1, Calgary 2, Vegas 3. I think that's the same as what Brock had. Beats you at Anaheim in 3. Um, obviously, we just gave a bunch of love to San Jose. Calgary, I just think that top line is just so good. And then you're looking at Backlund and Kachuk. Uh, how hard is Backlund, Brock? What do we- uh, it, it remains to be seen. Uh, it doesn't sound like overly serious, but, uh, it, you know... It, his injury would obviously be massive for for their um, for like their like their that second line is their shutdown line. Like if he's out for a long time, it hurts them. But it, right now, it doesn't sound like he's over the year. Yeah, so it sounds <laughs> super serious. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, that second line, one of the best shutdown lines in the league, uh, perhaps the best. 
Uh, and then you look at Derek Ryan, James Neal on your third line. Not the worst third line in the league. If James Neal could just score a goal, it would, yeah. it would help. Yeah. And I a, don't hate him as like a ninth forward. Yeah, the blue line's strong as long as they from keep getting good goaling yeah. or goaltending from David Riddick uh, and maybe Mike Smith. I think the Flames will be good. Vegas in third. Vegas, I just think, is the third best team in that division. I think they get past Anaheim before season's end. Nobody gives like that blue line any credit. Yeah. It's going to be a while. And, like, they still have... That's right. It's deep, bro. That's what happens when you do a good job in an expansion draft uh, with the rules Vegas was given with how uh, vulnerable defensemen were. Teams only being able to protect three, yeah. at most four defensemen. Uh, you should be able to build a pretty deep blue line. Uh, and that's exactly what George McPhee... Eric Branstrom in the AHL still, too. Like, yeah. one of the best blue line prospects in hockey. Just yeah, man. Not even, can't even crack yeah. that blue line. West, Western Conference wild card. I got the wild in the first wild card spot. Uh, I just think once Devin Dubnik gets going again... He was so ridiculous at the start of the year. Yeah, just, this is another yeah, team, uh, obviously not on the same level as those teams we were talking about before, but the top nine is just so good in Minnesota. Uh, and more than anything, they're just really good at limiting the opposition uh, scoring chances. We've seen a nice resurgence from Zach Parise, too. Yeah, that Parise Corbin line has been awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then you're looking at, like, Coyle, uh, Erickson Eck uh, on the third line. You and, know, you got Gramlin. Yeah. You got 13... Granlin, Stahl, Zucker is a solid first line. I, I just think they're going to have to get that spot. I believe in Dubnik. I think he's going to get yeah. everything back. Oh, I he was one of the few goalies, or one of the few, uh, I guess, what, what would have been number one goaltenders on fantasy rosters that was actually doing well at the start of the season. Fantastic. He had like a 146. I remember we talked about yeah. goals against average at one yeah. point. And then he's just fallen off of late. Uh, so I think he gets everything back sorted out. They get back in the playoff quick picture sooner than later. And then I got Edmonton in the second wild card spot. Uh, I just... I hate the Ducks' top love nine. Love uh, obviously, love their defense core. Love John Gibson and Nett. But you like the you like. You I don't like Adam Henrique, Ryan Kessler as your second and third but line you like centers. The Oilers? I like. Nine? I just think, dude, look at what happens Connor when Con- look at what happens when Connor McDavid gets good goaltending behind him. The Oilers make the playoffs. It happened two years ago. I think it happens again this season on the back of Nico Koskinen and Connor Ooh, McDavid. Yeah, Koskinen. Uh, and I, 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 I don't love the Oilers' top nine, obviously, but. I, I think it looks a lot better, again, with Dreisaitl on the second line. Obviously, that first line you know, is a bit ridiculous with Dreisaitl up on the right wing. I get the appeal there. Hitchcock did the same thing with Ben Sagan and Radulov last year in Dallas. So it wasn't totally surprising to see. I think they're a lot better with Dreisaitl on that second line, but I don't think it matters. I, I literally just think you got a line that's going to give you one to two goals every game. If you get good goaltending on top of that, you're going to win more games than you don't. So I, I think the Oilers are going to squeeze it out. I actually like it because I almost did it. Yeah. Because they're 7-2-1 under Hitchcock. Yeah. Yeah, they look really good they're, under Hitch. As long as they can get good goaltending, that's all you're going to need. Yeah. McDavid is that much better. I it's think Nico Koskinen can do it. There's a, it's going to be a, a long, you know, a tough hill to climb. They got, they're going to have to battle. But they're, like we said earlier, uh, when I was talking about, uh, I think Ranton, it, 63% of the season left. Like we're not even, you know, we're a third of the way there. Yeah. And they got a lot of time. Like you know, talking about even the Leafs not being able to make up five points. I mean, there's so much time anything could happen. But. Um, it's it's gonna be tough. Like they're they're so depleted. Their team is just not very good. But they have McDavid. Yeah. Um. I was reading a tweet the other day that said basically like in terms of, um, like McDavid's career there. Like, in terms of like how many goals the rest of the team gives up versus when McDavid's on the ice, it's like basically they're starting every game down one nothing and like asking McDavid to go outscore the other team. And that's why I, I understand that point, and I think it can happen if you get good goaltending behind. I think McDavid's that good. Yeah. He's just that good. He is that good. Um, we were going to do legit or not legit, but I think we got a little sidetracked by Stephen Barry's and campus crew, so we're going to save all the guys that we were going to talk about this week, bring it back next week, 
because uh, we're running out of time on the 100th episode. I think you guys would probably enjoy us talking about it, you know, to start the 101st episode. Uh, rather than you would, you know, listen to us do it right now at the very end of the 100th episode, first half went a little long too. So, uh, honestly, boys, it has been such an honor to do 100 episodes with you. Uh, I can't believe it took this long. We've been a lot more regular with our episodes this year, uh, especially same day every week. Monday's been doing really well for us. So, uh, I've had a good time though. It's been a good run through 100. I hope we, you know, 100 more on tap. Obviously, a uh, long way to go. Just like the, the Oilers climbing back in the playoff picture, but definitely doable. So, uh, I'm Brock Segan. We got Beast Bondy. We got Mike. <laughs> I was going to say Michael D. Bondy, but that's not a person. You wish. Dylan D. Berthew. You guys have anything else to add? It's 100th episode. I mean, you guys got something to say. I said we were making it to 1,000. Putting my foot down. Making it to 1,001. My son Easy. could actually be on the show. Like, I might actually have something that could be, like, just make some noises on the show by a thousand. Like, I mean, he could be like, <laughs> little baby noises like that. Cheers, boys. Or maybe by that point. See you guys back here. Enjoy the Blue Stones. Talk to you next week. And make sure you join up for tomorrow's DraftKings contest because we've been slacking. So, you guys, somebody's got to win some money. Yeah. I need to win again. It's been a little. You're not going to win all year, remember? It's not Peace. Over now. So blow a kiss and wrap me up in darkness Make it quick before the feeling sticks and holds I can't see no other way to come So pick up your bags and we can start something new again on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks italian leather jackets and so much more and the best part about quince they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe ethical and responsible manufacturing elevate your style without the elevated price tag with quince Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. 